0: Hello and welcome, dear divines, to the Moonlight Divine Podcast, where we explore the mystical realms of self-discovery. I am your host, Renee, and I'm here to take you on a mystical journey through spirituality and witchcraft. Before we begin, I would like to thank all of the listeners for their suggestions for today's episode. We will be talking about how to ground how i keep myself grounded and the favorite parts of my craft if you have your own suggestion for the next episode you can go over to the question and answer box and leave your suggestions for what you want to hear next okay so let's get into today's episode step into the shimmering moonlight immerse yourself in the mystical realm of moonlight divine a podcast dedicated to illuminating the path of witchcraft and spirituality Here, under the gentle glow of the moon, we gather to explore the ancient wisdom, celestial connections, and sacred rituals that awaken our divine essence. Whether you're a seasoned witch or a curious soul, Moonlight Divine invites you to embark on a transformative journey of self-discovery and magic. So gather your cauldrons, invoke your inner goddess, and let the moonlight guide you towards a world of wonder and limitless possibilities welcome to moonlight divine where the cosmic dance of the universe awaits your divine presence i always feel really funny trying to get into the topic of the day from the intro there has to be some way for me to figure out how to smooth it into what we're going to talk about today i guess i need to either listen to more podcasts or watch some podcasts on youtube but we'll see how it goes It is a new podcast. I am new to creating my own podcast, although I've been a guest on several. Bear with me as we try to navigate this new uncharted territory for myself. Before we talk about how I like to ground, what's my favorite grounding techniques, it's important to understand what feeling ungrounded feels like, but also why you get ungrounded. So the reason why we ground is while we are ascending, we ascend very rapidly. We're going up in vibration. It's higher vibration than what we're used to. It almost feels energetically like you're in a tornado. You are spinning, 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 and you cannot focus on what you need to focus on, which would be speaking to your guides, your intuition. A lot of it can be scrambled and misconstrued if you're ungrounded. Here's an example. So if you're on TikTok, you know what Witch Talk is. And a lot of people on Witch Talk will accuse other witches of hexing them. And this is a fear. They're doing divination based on that fear. And they're getting the results that they're thinking of. First of all, because a lot of these other witches tend to have wards against being able to get readings on. So if you don't have permission you're not going to have an accurate result. Then you have these people who think that they're being cursed or hexed by another practitioner, when in reality, they're just ungrounded and they're using their fear as a means to protect themselves. So nine times out of ten, it's not real. They aren't getting hexed or cursed, but instead are projecting their own shadow and fear onto that person that they're saying is hexing them. However. Because you're ascending very rapidly, because you're ungrounded, you're not seeing the reality of the situation. And that's why it's very important to ground. How often should you ground? At least 30 minutes a week. Although I like to do 5 to 10 minutes a day, not everyone can do that. Any kind of divination from anyone that is based out of ego. Yes, there is going to be warnings for you from your spirit team, but the warnings should not be dire. They should not be death. It should be like, hey, this is gonna happen. You just need to watch out. It's not gonna be like, oh my God, they're gonna hex you. It's not gonna be anxious. It's not gonna be urgent. Nothing from spirit is ever urgent. I just want you guys to know that. Time is not real on the other side. So nothing is urgent to them. <laughs> if you see urgent messages on TikTok or any other social media, it's, it's not accurate. It's not true. They're just trying to get you to watch their reading. So there are other symptoms of feeling ungrounded that you wouldn't think correlates to it, but it does. So there's the feeling of fearfulness, distrusting when you're a workaholic, you're paranoid, nervous, aggressive, material fixation, You could also be depressed, feeling like you don't belong, poor boundaries, arthritis, issues in the lower spine like your tailbone or your lumbar spine, and even like joint pain. So it's very important to make sure that you're grounding every week at least to make sure that you are not only in your best mental, emotional, and spiritual health, but also your physical health. You should always find the grounding techniques that are right for you because what works for me may not work for you and vice versa. So it's always a good idea to find your own routine, but I will give you some ideas so that you know what you can do for yourself in order to ground. The very first thing I like to do is take a shower. And I know it's so silly and so frivolous, but taking a shower really resets me. And when I take a shower, I am making sure that I take five minutes to just sit there in the water and release anything that is no longer serving me. Any fear, doubt, shame, guilt, any negative feeling really, and just allow it to wash away with the water. And after I'm done doing that, I just sit with myself and I breathe, feel my own energy, and I understand where I'm at currently. And until I start to feel relief, I will sit there and repeat the process. My second favorite thing to do is go swimming. And when I say go swimming, I'm not actually swimming. I'm actually kind of floating in the water and I'm just being Releasing energy into the water, which is really good for emotional health. I definitely am someone who prefers water grounding over earth grounding. It is important to earth ground as well, but if you need to do it very quickly, water grounding is always the best option. My next favorite option for grounding is to... (laughs) I'm going to say sit in the grass, but I don't even sit in the grass. I straight up lay in the grass with my stomach to the earth. And I do this because as an energy healer, as a psychic, as a witch, I take in a lot of energy and a lot of people are very self-conscious. And so I take in that self-conscious energy And I store it in my own stomach. And therefore, when I go to ground, I release all of that energy into the earth and then it transmutes it for me. And I'm able to become more clear minded again. I'm not so insecure and I'm able to feel balanced, peaceful, calm again and then my last favorite thing to do is to go to the beach i know not everyone has a beach i'm not sure if you're seeing a pattern here but i very much enjoy walking on the beach on the sand in the water so it's a mix of both for me where i'm walking down the beach i'm releasing all the energy from my mind i'm clearing my mind it's basically a walking meditation and I'm feeling the sand, I'm feeling the water, I'm releasing all the tension, and I'm not focusing on anything but how it feels. It's a form of meditation, and a lot of people will tell you you have to sit and listen to the meditation music and take deep breaths, but that's not, that's not it at all. You don't have to do that. There are many different ways to meditate, especially if you have ADHD like me, where you can't sit still. (laughs) That's why a lot of my recordings uh, have to stop and I have to reset it because I forget what I'm saying or I go off on a tangent. Those are my favorite ways to ground. Those are my favorite grounding techniques. A good way to ground actually is to go touch a tree. Yes, yes, I'm one of those people that is a tree hugger. I like to talk to animals and plants and I like to pet the plants and tell them how pretty they are because I'm like Pocahontas where every rock and tree and spirit has a name. (laughs) No, but it's true. I think that all living things have a spirit and they're all meant to learn different things on this earth. It's an energy exchange when you go and touch a tree. I've had multiple instances where I felt really ungrounded, very dizzy, and I needed to ground myself. And so I went and touched a palm tree or an oak tree that was sitting in a parking lot and I immediately felt better. So if you need immediate relief... Touching a tree or a bush or a plant or putting your feet in the grass will help you significantly. There is also another thing, this I like to teach my clients as well as the people who attend my retreats, is to make yourself into a tree. If you're standing, imagine your feet planting in the ground and growing into roots and your body turning into a tree. And you can do this sitting down or standing up. I like to say, imagine what tree you would be. Are you a willow? Are you a palm tree? Are you a big old oak tree? They all have different meanings. And so I want you to imagine what kind of tree you are and then go look up the spiritual meaning of that tree. I also really really enjoy hiking. That's one of my favorite things to do and I don't mean just hiking anywhere. It has to be in the mountains. There is something about the mountains. It doesn't matter which mountain chain it is but I connect highly to the mountains. It might be the native blood in my dad's mom's side. It might be the energy of my ancestors. It just might be something from a past life. I don't really understand it or know it. I just know that I love being in the mountains. I love seeing the views. I love seeing the trees. I love being near waterfalls. It is something that just fuels my soul, and that is my self-care. If you see me traveling to the mountains a lot, mind your business. (laughs) I'm just kidding. But seriously, though, the mountains are my happy place, and I hope that one day I can retire there. I also really love walking through gardens and touching the plants. It helps me connect more to nature and feel more earthly and connect with all that is divine It is something that I really enjoy doing. One of my favorite things to do is to actually go into gardens and look at roses and sunflowers because those are my favorite flowers of all time. But I also touch all of the flowers and talk to them and tell them good morning because, I don't know, I feel like they get lonely. I don't know if that makes me a sensitive person to energy, but to me, it feels like they're lonely, and so talking to them, I can tell the energy shifts. So, if you're ever outside, talk to a plant. See if you feel the energy shift as well. Can you tell where Renee's favorite place is to be? Outside. I love being outside. There's just something about being outside. If I'm stuck inside for too long, I go stir crazy. Also, speaking of rocks, rocks are really great for grounding. Whether you're going out into nature and sitting on one of those granite or limestone rocks, or going and hiking a mountain and putting your feet barefoot on those big old boulders, or even just sitting on your granite countertops yeah, I bet you guys didn't even think of that. Sitting or touching granite countertops, perfect, because they are rocks. Or even the little tiny rocks that all us witchy and spiritual girlies love. That's right, I'm talking about crystals. And there's specific crystals you can use for grounding. The most popular ones are tiger eye, black tourmaline, jasper, hematite, obsidian, agate, but I prefer to use tiger's eye or red jasper or black tourmaline. And I bet you didn't know that you can ground through the foods that you eat. Yep, you can use the foods you eat to ground. So there are foods that are symbolic of grounding power within the witchy community or the spiritual community. Uh, these are typically fall plants that draw their sustenance from the earth and their flavors are more earthly and dense in texture. So think of things that you would eat before winter. Root vegetables like carrots, sweet potatoes, potatoes, beets, Um, (laughs) ginger, garlic, pumpkins, anything that grows in the ground. Radishes, turnips, leafy greens can also be used to ground, but I would prefer things like whole wheat bread, oatmeal, grains, potatoes, sweet potatoes, carrots. Those are all really good for grounding and since we're talking about food we get to move into our next segment which is what is my favorite thing about my craft and that is my kitchen magic yes i don't cook very often but when i do it is very witchy actually i've been cooking a lot more recently because i'm trying to save money for Christmas. But also because I've been using it more in my spell crafting, Kind of getting back to the roots kind of thing. Because for a long time I was doing the candle magic. Which is great. I love candle magic. But I feel like it's time to get back into what I started doing. What I'm really good at. And that's making spells out of delicious things. So I like to do that. So, I actually used to hate cooking. And even though I was a kitchen witch and I knew how to make spells out of what I was cooking, I didn't actually enjoy it. I didn't start enjoying it until after I started connecting more with my ancestors and my grandmother. So, my grandmother passed away when. I was 24, so it was in 2013, and it was the year before my daughter was born, and she was always in the kitchen. Her favorite holiday was Christmas, and she loved to cook. She loved to cook for others, she loved hosting. It was her favorite thing to do. And so, in a way, I am connecting to my ancestors, specifically my grandmother, when I'm in the kitchen. And it, to me, is a form of ancestor veneration. Other people venerate their ancestors in other ways, but to me, I connect the most when I'm in the kitchen making food. And I actually had a reading one time where, it was a mediumship reading, and my grandmother came through and she showed the Um, the psychic, that she was in the kitchen with me when I was cooking. And I feel it. I feel it when she's there. I feel the love that's being poured into the food that I make with her by my side. And so my favorite part of my craft is obviously connecting with my grandmother because I loved her dearly, but also stepping into and making something that is not only delicious, but good for me and my family and whoever eats what I'm making. If you listened to the first episode of my story, you know that Kitchen Magic is where I really started because my ex-husband's family was Catholic and I felt like I needed to hide my true self. And so reconnecting with myself and my ancestors and really stepping back into the kitchen and doing my kitchen magic has been really amazing for me. I absolutely love simmer pots. I am obsessed with them, especially because they make the house smell so good. And actually my favorite simmer pot to make is apple cider, which not everyone knows that you can make apple cider as a simmer pot. People make apple cider, people make simmer pots, but why can't you make one that you can drink? I'm just saying. I think it's a great idea. That's what I've been doing. But I always say, you know, know that you're bougie, but remember where you come from. <laughs> and I'm going to get a little off topic here because that just reminded me of a story so, back when I was going through my spiritual awakening, I was dating this guy. He actually kickstarted it. And I had spent the night at his house. My friend and I had gone out for the night. She dropped me off at his house. He said that I could spend the night, and he would take me to my car in the morning at her house. And so... <laughs> In the morning we got into his new car, which was a very used car because he had bought it with cash because he wasn't someone who lived outside his means and paid car payments and all that stuff. And his car was really loud because the muffles muffle muffler muffler gosh, Renee, get your shit together. His muffler was broken. And so we were sitting at a light and he looked at me and he, you could tell he was very embarrassed. And he said, I'm sorry, it's really loud. And I'm sorry if my car isn't nice. Because obviously, I had a payment car that was really nice. And I kind of looked at him and I was like, it's all right. I may look bougie, but I remember where I come from. And <laughs> He laughed so hard at me. I think it made him feel better, but I don't know. I thought that that was a funny story. And that's just kind of like who I am at my core is I grew up really, really poor. And even though I'm doing okay for myself now, I will always be humble with the money that I receive and I will always help the people that I feel deserve or need the help that they need. I will never, ever turn someone, like someone away based on what they look like or anything like that. And I think that's been a huge fault in myself sometimes because I get taken advantage of a lot by people. And unfortunately, I've learned the hard way That you cannot trust everybody but I really just I don't know I like having a big heart I like helping everyone but this year has been one that I've learned that I have to be really careful with who I allow in my energy so anyways enough about that let's get back to the craft Um, But yeah, my favorite part is to be in the kitchen. I love being creative with my craft. Um, I like having bath rituals. I like to create art and use it in my offerings to my deities. And I like to create Christmas crafts and dedicate that to my grandmother, for my ancestors. There's just so many different things that you can do for your ancestors, for your deities, for yourself that is outside of the box and they enjoy it. They enjoy it. I don't know. That's just me. That's what I enjoy. That's my favorite part of my craft. And I say make your craft your own. Don't ever allow anyone else to tell you what you can or cannot do in your craft. It is your craft. It is personal. And you should create it in a way that makes you super comfortable and is easy to you. It comes easy to you. You don't have to do it the way everyone else does it because then it's not personal. I honestly can't really stand when people tell other people what to do and what not to do in their own craft, especially when these older witches or witches who have been around for a long period of time will tell younger witches what to do unsolicited. And honestly, I feel like as long as you set your intention, then everything will work out in your favor. And if it doesn't, it can be undone. Everything can be undone. It's not the end of the world. So I don't understand why there's so many people who want to put other people down. I also get really angry because I'm like, you guys have been in beginner witches spots before. I know you've been doing this for so long that you tend to forget that you used to be a beginner also and you learned by making mistakes, but I feel like the holier-than-thou attitude needs to stop amongst everybody because no one is better than anyone else. I do not believe that whatsoever. I feel like we all have issues. We all have shadows. It's just different. All of our obstacles, all of our wins, they're all going to be different because we all have different life paths here. We all have different lessons to learn and we all have different abilities that are meant to bring the world into a better place. And that is my rant. I'm getting off my soapbox now. So what did we learn in today's episode? Well, we learned that I really, really like water and I apparently cannot live without water. I love being outside. Being outside is very important to my spirituality and my craft. And if I'm inside too long, I go a little cuckoo crazy. So if you see me bouncing off the walls or saying some off-the-wall things, just know that it's because I haven't been outside. Just feed me a cookie and a Dr. Pepper or a root beer and tell me to go out in the sun because that'll make me feel better immediately. I also really enjoy being in the kitchen and connecting with my ancestors through kitchen magic. And I really enjoy being creative and doing things my own way and being on the offbeaten path. I don't really like following other people's footsteps. I like doing my own thing. And people who say you have to conform really, really anger me. <laughs> Thank you for joining us today on Moonlight Divine, where we explore the depths of spirituality and the mystery of the universe. As always, may the moonlight guide your path and may divine wisdom illuminate your journey. Until next time, stay curious, stay open, and always seek the light. Thank you for joining us today on this mystical journey through the Moonlight Divine podcast. We hope that each episode has illuminated your path, sparked your curiosity, and empowered you to embrace your own divine essence. Whether it be connecting with your intuition, exploring the depths of your spiritual practice, or seeking healing and balance, may you find inspiration and guidance in the stories and insights shared. Remember, you are a radiant being of light, capable of creating your own reality and tapping into the infinite wisdom of the universe. Embrace the power within you and let it guide you on your journey towards self-discovery and spiritual growth. We invite you to stay connected with us on social media, where you can continue to explore the divine mysteries and stay updated on future episodes. And if you have any suggestions or topics you'd like us to cover, please reach out and let us know. Your feedback is invaluable to us. Until we meet again under the moonlight, may you walk your path with grace and courage, knowing that you are always supported by the loving energies of the universe. Thank you for being a part of the Moonlight Divine Podcast, and may your journey be filled with magic, love, and endless possibilities.